Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this call. Good afternoon. Actually, it's, it's evening. Good evening. I got a couple of minutes before I, um, I jump on this interview with the young lady out of Wichita. She's a, uh, an, uh, an artist. Got a song out on iTunes called Fun. I'm going to be checking that out. And... I've been trying to, um, I just wrap my head around this, this yet another, you know, shooting. Um, we were sitting down, I was at my sister's house and, you know, just playing some videos and there's this video with, um, Junior, Junior sitting around and, you know, supposedly on a Zoom call, you know. And so he's, he's, you know, counting to, it's comical, we're laughing, you know, if if Sally has two oranges and and Johnny has two oranges, how many do you have together? And he, you know, and he would say three. Junior would say three. Now bear in mind, this is school training. Junior has a beard, a full beard, and a mustache. You know, 
So Junior, Junior's having some problems. And the professor is the teacher saying, yeah, not quite, not quite. Let's try it again. The father comes in the room and the father is there and he's like, he's getting agitated now because I guess his son is, is, is not looking too bright. He's not looking too bright. So he's upset. He's wondering like, what is going on? The video ends and then it comes up with, you hear a, um, a, a, a gentleman in the background Cops are surrendering. What's going on? And Felipe, yeah. And so the cops are, are, are there, and you hear, you know, the agitation in his voice, and they're, they're trying to explain, you know, well, we got a call, and we're trying to find out what's going on there. You can see, you know, he's surrounded. There's a black car. Um, you don't see the gentleman in the, in the shot. Uh, there are two female officers, one male officer, and, you know, she's trying, I'm trying to find out what's going on. And supposedly there's a dispute or something was happening. We had gotten a call and the guy said, well, you know, he knows his rights. So he's saying, well, is there is what's the problem, officer? Um, is there something wrong? And he's being very firm. He's being very, you know, assertive because he knows his rights. And they 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 continue to talk. And the lady's like, well, you know, am I, he asked the uh, one of the one of the officers who's standing by the car, you know, his kids are in the car. And so he asked the kids to roll up the window. You know, the kids roll up the window, they comply, listen to their dad, whatever, you know, they roll up the window. And so the lady is, one of the officers is standing by the door and he asked her, and, you know, he said, I'm getting ready to get in the car. And said, but no, you can't, you're not getting in the car because um, we're not finished this investigation. And so he asked the officer, am I under arrest? And, you know, she said, no. You're not under arrest, but we're conduct. You're being detained right now. So he said, since I'm not under arrest, then I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to be getting in my car, you know. And she didn't stop him from getting in the car. He didn't get in, in the vehicle. Uh, the other officer came up. He started quoting these statutes, these laws. Uh, so he knew his rights. And, you know, he said, if this was a, if this was a legal matter with, in terms of a dis domestic um, situation, then the sheriff would have been there instead of the local authorities. And so since that wasn't the case, they've got a call. And so they call themselves coming in and trying to find out what's going on. And, and I guess they have to do their job or whatever, but he's under no obligation to, to comply. And he knows that they eventually realize, okay, this guy knows the law. We don't want to get into any, 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 any problems. So they back away. Said, well, the parent, the mom or whomever, girlfriend or whatever, she's going to come and get the kids. He said, yeah, I'm aware of that. You know? So yeah, I'm going to come and get the kids. And yes, yeah, you know, and she's going to come and get, what's up, Sean? Just had Sean on the, um, on the, the podcast. So it's good, to, good to see him about to get ready for another episode. Um, and so, as she's as he's sitting there, you know, they 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 finally the cops finally leave. So why am I talking about this? Because we went from a a, a laughing situation with Junior in the classroom and Junior sitting, you know, getting homeschooled and it's funny and laughing. And then this video comes up, and right at this video, after this video coming out, then it's word that they shoot. Yet another black man, seven times in the back, close range, and there's no talking. There's there's no 
There's no discussion. You you don't hear any conversation. No nothing. Just grab him and shoot him in the back. So it makes me wonder, like, why? Why? Why shoot him in the back? Like, seven times? It just becomes so... You know, and I don't want to get numb to it as if this is this is not normal. This is not normal where we just you're walking to you got your he's got his kids in his car, you know. So these these are two situations. I've got to check the date on that other video. I saved it, you know. I've got the link and it and it pops up right after this June, right after this comical thing. So it switches your mood quickly. Yeah, there was no discussion because the police, Harlem High said there was no discussion because the police are gathering this story together. Yeah, they they didn't even, like, have a conversation with him. Like, sir, you don't hear anything in the video. You just see them trailing behind him and then just shoot him seven times in the back? Like, how do you, how do you, this is just like, how do you even justify this? What do you, what can, what could they possibly say to, that would justify what could they say i hate to say it but they're preparing them to get ready for life without the badge yeah yeah i don't it's so funny how it happens they leave from one jurisdiction go to another one start all over as if everything is okay like this is not normal and, and we're getting so accustomed to it and then people speaking out against it it's like why are you guys uh, you know, why are you talking about this? Yeah, holding him by his shirt. Like, like, why don't you just pull him back? You could have closed the door. There's so many different options. Like, you always want to hem somebody up and tackle somebody to the ground. Like, and then now we start thinking about these things in, in those terms. Like, I would prefer that over you shooting me in the back. Yeah, I would. But why? Like, why, why, why are you hemming me up? There was no, I've got to, I'm going to post the link to that video. Uh, once I finish this um, this live, because seeing it, it's like you, you've got three cops, two females, one male, and he's talking to them. This guy is talking to them. You could tell he's agitated. You could tell he knows his rights. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that he's white. Um, I don't see the guy in the uh, in the picture in this particular video, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he he's white and they don't tackle him. You know, they don't tackle him. He's, he says in, in a very assertive stance, he looks at the male officer and he says to him, I don't like your stance. You know, and I was in a comical mood when, you know, right after seeing this first video and he's like, I don't like your stance. And then he looks over at the other officer and says, I, I don't like your stance either. You're kind of aggressive. And this is his conversation to these officers. And it reminds me of, of an incident that took place um, last year. And I was just having a, 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 a discussion with an attorney out in Little Rock, um, friend of the show. And the, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I, I drive Uber because I made a decision that I was going to um, dedicate some time to developing this podcast. And I have this corny line. Anyone that has ever spoken to me on the phone while I'm in the car is like, oh, it looks like we're headed to New Jersey. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a corny British accent. If I got to explain the joke to you, it's a local call. You've got the information right there on your phone. You know what the destination is. 
So it's a joke. If you, if I got to start explaining the joke, like my humor is lost on some people. Whatever. So she jumps out of the car, goes back into the um the ice skating rink, and I call Uber. Like, yo, there's somebody in the vehicle. You know, they jumped out the car. I don't want any any reports of you know I got injured while I was in this person's car. You jumped out of a moving car. I was leaving. Get ready to t- drop you off at your location. You know, I call Uber. And I go on my day. The next week, I get a phone call. And usually, you know, it's an unrecognizable number. And in this particular instance, I um, I typically don't pick up the phone. But I picked up the phone. And there's an officer on the other end of the phone. And now he starts talking. Yo, you know, who is this? Yeah, this is Derek. Well, we know we got a report, you know, and uh, we'd like you to come on down to the station. And I'm like, for what? Like, what's going on? Yeah, humans not for everyone. You're right about that, Harlem. And I'm like, what? Like, what's happening? So, you know, we had gotten a, a reporter and, you know, we just got to check it out. And we'd like to have you come into the uh, to the station. And um, I'm like, no. well, if you don't, you know, then we'll just have to, you know, we'll put out a warrant. We can handle it this way or we can handle it. We can do this the easy way or the hard way or whatever. So they're doing all this, this talking or whatever. And I'm thinking in my mind that I didn't do anything wrong. So I have nothing to worry about. What's going on, Steph? I have nothing to worry about. So, yeah. So I think I say, you know what? I'm going to call my sister, let her know what's happening, that I'm going to go on down to the station. I, um, I reach out to, um, to uh, Brenda, who's the attorney. And Brenda's like, you know, I didn't get her. I didn't get her. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak to her. I had spoken to her afterwards. And she made a comment on the on the post that I would not have um, I would have recommended that you don't go down to the station um, by yourself, that you would go with an attorney or you go down to the station, you bring someone with you. And so afterwards, this is last year. Nothing happened. I'm applying for this Google PRX podcast program. And so I use some of the audio. Um, I splice some clips together. And it's going to be a sort of like a, 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 a show, a dramatic show. And I'm trying to figure out the ending. So I just have like the, t- the trailer for the beginning. And that was part of the application process. Submit that off. And, um, and I'm done. You know, got it over. It's the anniversary. But I thought about the feeling that I had in my body while I was in the precinct, you know. And this is like it happened earlier during the day um, and even after the evening and going for a run, I could still feel the anxiety in my in my body. And so I spoke to her afterwards. I was like, yo, B, I, I'm wondering if you still have the um, the voicemail. And she said, no, she doesn't have the voicemail. And so we were talking and she said, this is how and she's been practicing law for 20 um, some odd years. And she said, this is how a lot of her clients get hemmed up. Um, she had asked me, um, you just wanted, so why did you go down there? You just wanted to get through it? You know, I said, I just wanted to get it over with, is what I said. What's up, Marilyn? You know, I just wanted to get it over with. And she said, is that how you approach your podcast? Is that how you approach your interviews? You just, you just want to get it over with? You know, I, I just want to get it over with. And it wasn't a rhetorical question, you know, and it made me stop and think, is it you just want to get it over with? 
Like, why did I just go down there? You know, I watched a lot of Law and Order. And my Law and Order degree did not help me. Because I'm not thinking. I'm thinking, I didn't do anything. Let me just go down there and get this over with. And she said, this is how a lot of her clients wind up in jail. Because they just want to get it over with. They think, you know, why would you approach a system um, that's not designed for you? It's, it's designed to hem you up, incarcerate you. It's a business. And so why would you think they have your best interests at heart? And so they have, you know, it stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, dang. I was speechless. And, and usually I talk a lot. So to be speechless then, I said, well, how do I want to approach this, this um, episode? How do I want to finish this project off? Because there's so many people like he's going, he's paralyzed now. They, they're operating. He's still alive, but he's paralyzed now from the waist down. It probably will take a miracle for him to even walk again. But when you think about like our rights, your rights, my rights, it's like that just goes out the window. Like if you don't know your rights and, and if you're white, then I guess you get an opportunity to stand up and say what you want to say with, with being assertive and, and, and stating your rights. You're black and it's just like you don't. It doesn't matter. And like it doesn't matter. And people are upset talking about, you know, you, I don't understand. You know, all lives matter. Yeah, all lives matter. That's, that's, thank you, Captain Obvious. Right? Yeah, we know all lives matter. So you grab my man in the back, shoot him seven times, and, and yet here we are again. Here we are again as if, yo, like this is, when is it gonna, when, when is it gonna be like, yo, this is, this is not normal. Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about it, Harlem, I said, you know, how do I want to use this this um, this episode? Because that experience, it stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, yo, to get people to understand, like, what? How do you interact with these cops? And it's not, you know, like now you because we we get trustworthy, and I'm trusting them because that's how I, you know, you, I was raised. You wanna wanna do the right thing and respect authority, but respect is earned by your performance and the way that they've been performing. And, and, and I think in terms of growing up in New York city, and I think about the New York city police officers and how they conduct themselves and just seeing how they were conducting themselves during the pandemic. I mean, it's like, you know, it hasn't changed. It seemed like it just got worse. It seemed like it really got worse. And you have someone in the, um, in a position of leadership. Yeah. Thank you, man. That would be definitely helpful. Uh, Harlem said, I got some information you can share. He's going to send it to me. Um, you, you, when you think about it, everything, I believe, rises and falls on leadership, you know. And so if, if it starts from the top down saying, yo, this is we have to treat people with respect. If you have someone at the top saying like, yeah, we, you know, you don't have to be nice with them. You know, while you put them in the car, you know, knock them upside the head. It'll be OK. Like, I got your back. Yeah, that's that's problematic. Already in a, in a in a in a community in a in a world which already set up like yo if I didn't go to school I ain't doing this I can be an officer I can you know keep some people in check and yeah and and I might not even, I might not get the cushy job in Greenwich you know but you you don't have nothing to do in Greenwich it's like it's like it's like a cakewalk there's nothing you know you the biggest problem you might have is patrolling the beach you know. 
the private beach in Greenwich. You know, you might might have a domestic situation, but you it's private. So if you're an officer and then you've got to, you know, you're commuting, you got to come down to East New York or you're in Long Island, you got to come down to Brownsville or you're in Bushwick, old Bushwick, not new Bushwick to to police. Then it's you got a different you got a different attitude. You got a different mentality. You start feeling like Man, I'm down here with the savages. And I guess got to try to make it back home. <laughs> like if you didn't want to be a cop, you know, to protect and serve, why did you? And if you didn't have to be down here, you wouldn't be down in, in, in New York. You would choose to be someplace else. And it's the same thing with some of the educators, you know, worked in the New York City public school system for over 10 years. And you think about, I knew it was a, it was a switch when you started having police officers inside of the school. You know, Mickens used to have, um, used to have the security officers. You'd have to detain them, like at the front. Not to, you'd have to have patrol outside of the school and then check the students as they were coming into the building for weapons. And then you had parents who were calling the board of ed and complaining. I distinctly remember standing in in the doorway of his office. And I was about to leave. He's on the phone with someone from the board of ed. And he's telling them, you know, if you would have got me the metal detectors like you did, like you got those down metal detectors in Midwood, Midwood, code word for, um, you know, it's a, it's a white neighborhood. And they had metal detectors to protect the students and the teachers in Midwood. They didn't have them in in boys and girls high school at the time. So he, he took matters into his own hand. You got to be here at the same time. If you're not in school at this time, the doors are going to close. Derek, if you ever put up a rule, got to enforce the rule. If you don't enforce the rule, what's the sense of putting it up? What's going on, Bruce? And that's the way he was. He set up a time, shirt and tie. I want you to come dressed. And you had parents who were upset. And now he's on the phone having to explain to the board of ed. Yes, I set up a. A curfew. So to speak. Yeah, you got to be here at this time. If you're not here at this time, you won't get in. Like the bus is about to leave from the station. The train is going to leave from the station. The plane you're going to catch. It's a time frame. And if you miss the time, they're not waiting for you. It's taken off. You bring chance. Well, maybe they might be late. They might be late. But in most cases, if you're still on a plane, those doors are going to be closed and you're just going to miss your flight. And then you just got to fight to see if you can get a, a, um, a refund. But yeah, it's just like I, just getting caught up in. In this, you know, just just the. Posting the video, the traumatic videos of, of people getting shot one after another. It just, you know, it does something to you. You, 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 you internalize it. You see it. I don't want to turn away from it and act as though it doesn't exist. It does exist. And you just get tired of seeing it over and over and over again. You know, yeah. Parents need to be parents and stop being exactly as an educator. And the parents are more, more of a problem than. Let me see what the rest of this is. Like my touchscreen, my hand is it's not recognized. More of a problem than of help. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it's something else, man. So yeah, I I can't I can't stay. I could stay quiet, you know, like, but that's just that's just not who I am, and I'm glad that I have the 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 freedom to be able to um speak. I don't have to feel as though oh my sponsors are not going to like this. But this is who I am. I don't you know. This is something that I that that I'm passionate about. This is something that I'm concerned about. Like yo, because I have sons, I have daughters. Nephews, nieces, you have people who who are out there and you want to see them, you want to see them grow, you know, you want to see them grow and get older or whatever, you know, it beats the alternative. I'm not going to sit around and just, so hey, um, Harlan, if you can send me that information, it would definitely be helpful. I will post it in the show notes. Um, I just, uh, just wanted to take a moment to kind of get that off my chest and uh, yeah, I'll get ready for this interview. Uh, she's probably in the Zoom room right now. So yo, thank you all so much for tuning in. I will chat with you all later. My touch tone is not working. Finish.